I need you to come home right now. Becky's being attacked. I wish you went away on this business trip. We need you here. Come home now, okay? Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 47 of Vague Zone. I am Daniel. I'm Thomas. And today we are discussing Ip Man 4, the finale from 2019. We have reached the end of Ip Man. We didn't even even touch base, like, uh, because I know there's a side movie, uh, a spinoff, and I think it's lucky that we both just watched the same movie instead of doing a spinoff or something. Yeah, yeah, Uh, that's a good point, because, yeah, there's (laughs) a, a couple of things circulating. I feel like, yeah, we... Our, our viewers sort of got uh, robbed of a proper franchise run because there's so many other Grandmaster and It Man oh movies we could have touched upon while doing the bounces through this. But yeah, yeah this, this one, yeah, I think it, it's, it's good. I, I, I don't know. Um, before we dive into it, yeah, should I do the IMDb? Yeah, let's uh, get that synopsis. It Man for the finale, 2019, is directed by Wilson Yip. The Kung Fu master travels to the U.S. where his student has upset the local martial arts community by opening a Wing Chun school. Right. So, yep, that, that is the reason why uh, It Man travels across the uh, travel across the globe to go to uh, to the U.S. So, what did you think of the finale, Daniel? Dude, I loved this one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like. I, I think this might be my favorite one. I, I feel a little yeah. weird saying this, but like partway through, I was like, I think this might be my, it was before it was even over. I was like, I think this might be my favorite It Man movie. Yeah. Um, I think it's pretty interesting that like the previous movies are really interested in like highly associating Kung Fu with Chinese identity. And it treats them as like, you know, these are both things that need to be protected and defended, and it's very nationalistic. And here it's, like, way more complicated uh, yeah. um, because, you know, uh, Bruce Lee's teaching foreigners that there is... Um, he's he's teaching foreigners kung fu, and there's this conflict with protecting Chinese identity and sharing a ch- Chinese identity. And it goes hand-in-hand hand with the movie being about immigration and xenophobia and racism and integration here in the United States... And it just feels like a way more nuanced movie. It's not as black and white. And it feels like Definitely. a way more mature movie. Donnie Yen isn't smiling all the time, unfortunately, as much as we love to see him smile. Uh, he's giving a way more dramatic performance here. Um, every yeah. English-speaking actor is kind of horrible, and it gives it this campy quality, which creates this like interesting uh, you know, con- conflict between... like the drama and the campiness uh it's like a nice dissonance that i really enjoy for um, sure yeah yeah and it it leans way more into drama than action and i'm digging all of it i, I really like this one what about you i agree yeah i think it benefits from a lot of good things like yeah it's this fourth installment in this franchise so we have like a couple of characters showing up from these previous films as like you know basically it man his like his circle is a, a very good circle so like the Fatso guy, like the the, the newspaper guy, kind of shows up later. I just appreciate like the the community around what's going on with like the people that he's sort of interacting with. I really enjoy like him journeying to San Francisco, seeing 
uh, 60s San Francisco is a really vibrant color palette. It's a lot of like blues and reds and it's just just gorgeous to look at and it's really fun. I I like the really cheesy like backdrop and car scene that we get as they're like driving to like Mm. it's just a one like little shop. I just like like a nice throwback to that like just seeing that visual felt really comforting. It reminded me of like watching old Hitchcock movies or something. Um, yeah, I was watching this with a buddy and he was like, I've never been to Chinatown. And I was like, yeah, it's well, because I was like, I love seeing movies that are that take place in San Francisco. And he's like, oh, I've never been to Chinatown. Is it like that? And I'm like, no, nothing like this exists. in Chinatown. No, <laughs> no it's a, it's beautiful to see. But yeah, it, it is like it borderline whim, like whimsical with the way like they go yeah. there. And it's just like it's just flourishing with just like culture and everything. And when he visits the Chinese Benevolent Association, it's like we get a, a very similar like round table scene to It Man 2, but it's more distinguished. You know, it's flipped because here he's a fish out of water. He's kind of, he's representing, you know, his school and his style, but he's completely a foreigner. Like it's a little bit trouble on like. Sorry, there was a little bit of trouble of determining who's going to go. Like, he's going to, like, get a recommendation letter for his son. And so, like, mm-hmm. there's, there's like, this whole, like, thing about, like, him being there for a reason. Like, he's not there just to kind of mess around or whatever. And so I, I, I do appreciate yeah, all of the social things sort of going on with, yeah, what this character is sort of dealing with as far as, like, the Marines and the military accepting this style and just, like, the culture clash and... Yeah, we get a little bit more of like Bruce Lee sort of doing his thing and being adored by like his students. The black character is is interesting. His afro is extremely distracting, but um, <laughs> he he's a really good character. I like him a lot. Um, but yeah, as soon as I saw that afro on screen, I was just like, man, it's like oh, like I feel like they could have. Uh, put a little more money into that budget for I mean, maybe <laughs> it's trying to be like of the era, you know? Like... Possibly, yeah. It, it is like. Is, is big. It's Huey Freeman status. It's like a, it's a pretty big fro. Yeah. But yeah, I, I like all the characters. Yeah, the villains are pretty like cheesy and over the top. Yeah, but I think it works. Like I think yeah, just like the very evil racist Becky student, just like bullying. Yeah. The uh, like the other daughter. Yeah, it's just it's I, it all works for me. I made a joke during that scene, like that her name was Becky, and then I yeah. looked it up today, <laughs> and it's like oh shit, her name actually was Becky. Yeah, no, it's great. Yeah. yeah, Barbecue Becky makes an appearance in this movie. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and they're also, I really, really appreciate when, like, just the introduction of um, of Tai Chi and, like, just, like, that mm-hmm. style in comparison to It Man's Wing Chun. And, uh, yeah, it just works totally well with the setting of it being in San Francisco. And so, yeah, I'm with you. It's, it might not be, I don't think it tops the first one for me just because there's just so much action in that. But this one is is there's a lot to love and yeah Donnie Yen is really good yeah he's really like he's he's a little older a little more like you know distinguished in this one and he's not doing as much fighting but his his performance is really great yeah the first movie i feel like i like the first movie but there's something about it that kind of holds me back from being like super enthusiastic about it maybe it's the nationalism maybe it's yeah. the melodrama but um I was totally on board with this one. I like the exaggerated color palette. I like, yeah, like I said, I like the poor performances from all of the English-speaking actors. This movie has one of my favorite lines, <laughs> which is, okay. You understand I will go all out. And I was like, I got to start saying that. Like, I got to start, like, my boss comes to me with a project, <laughs> and I'm like, you understand I will go all out. <laughs> I will um, go all out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not holding back. Yeah, that... <laughs> Yeah, that's a that's a good one. Um, yeah, I think it's interesting too that um, the like the big bad in this are um, 
our marine character name is Barton Geddes, um, is yeah. played by an actor named Scott Atkins, who has a really impressive resume. He's a, a really big pre- action guy. Really yeah. impressive filmographies and a lot of stuff going back to like 2001. And I, yeah, it kind of blew me away looking at his like credits. But yeah, I found it interesting that according to Wikipedia, according to Scott Atkins, Donnie Yen personally um, requested that he be in this movie. Mm. I, I found that it's just be an interesting choice because, you know, that doesn't always happen for, you know, a big budget, you know, massive Chinese, like, blockbuster summer film where, yeah. you know, the main actor's like, I want to pick that guy to be in it, you know. Yeah, and I, I was fine with this performance. I, like, I appreciate the the Marine culture clashing with, you know, just, you know, it, man. I like that. Yeah, I've never seen a Scott Atkins movie, but I really, I thought he did a great job here. Um, yeah. Like... I, I I'm really into it. It makes me want to check out some more of his movies because I'm like familiar with Scott Atkins because like you know part of my job is I'm seeing just like a lot of movies coming down the pipeline. But like um, yeah, I never actually watched one of them, and I'm totally into it. I'm totally into what he's doing here. Yeah. Absolutely. What did you think of the other performances? Um, I I um I'm gonna say good. Nothing like really stuck out to me. Um, I guess I feel bad kind of complaining about the wife's uh, subplot in the third movie being a drag because this movie does have not like a similar thing, but he's dealing with strife with like his son and he's dealing with, yeah, kind of just like this, the time difference really got to me of him just like calling back at a particular time mm-hmm. trying to communicate and just struggling with that. And him also uh, getting into spoiler territory a little bit. We find out pretty early on in the movie that he has yeah. throat cancer and, he, and so he's dealing with his own sort of like cancer issues right now. And yeah, I, I, I appreciate that. And yeah, I guess as far as the other actors, yeah, it, nothing. I'm into him. Yeah. Like the Bruce Lee I actor mean, was good. What'd yeah. You think him? The Bruce Lee answer. The Bruce Lee actor is the one that really needs to be discussed. I think he does fine. Yeah. Um, I'm not like super into the performance, but it's just like, you know, Bruce the decision to put Bruce Lee in this movie and to like really ramp up the presence of Bruce Lee, it could have been super cheesy. It could have been really eye rolly, but I think it's fine. (laughs) Um, He gets like the first major action sequence that we get in the movie where it's like him fighting a karate guy in an alleyway. And that sequence doesn't happen until 30 minutes in, which I thought was pretty cool. Like this movie's pretty light on the action and it really withholds it. Yeah, and correct me if I'm wrong, do we meet this alleyway karate guy earlier in the film, or does he just appear? I think he's in the... Oh, actually, no, no. I think he kind of just appears. If that's the uh, case, I think, I think that makes me love this movie. <laughs> it makes me love this <laughs> yeah. movie even more, that he's basically just like a Street Fighter character that just walks out into the alleyway just for this conversation. Yeah, he jumps up into the air and kicks a lamp to announce, like, hey, I'm ready to fight. Yeah, because, like, uh, it starts off like, at the diner. It's, it's great because the diner is, like, this really nice neon-lit, like, San Francisco location. It's called the Tarzan. It's got this nice, like, neon lights on top, and they're inside, and the costumes just look fresh as fuck. And the rival school shows yeah. up and challenges him to a fight. And I'm like, okay, cool, this, this works. And he, like, he quickly just whoops the other team like other schools ass but then this yeah. other guy just shows up and then like he just leads him into the alleyway and we forget about everyone else at the <laughs> yeah. Time. yeah and we just spend like five minutes in the alleyway of just getting just hardcore bruce lee stuff and i, don't know, I was into and it. there's nunchucks <laughs> yeah yeah the nunchucks are just, just so good like i turned to my buddy and i was like we need a pair of these for the house <laughs> like just like hang them on the coat rack like nunchucks are Famous so last words. <laughs> they're so like it is such a nice 
bridge between ridiculous and awesome. Like, yeah. I guess, yeah, they're ridiculously awesome is what some people would say. Um, but yeah, I need to get some fucking nunchucks. They're so fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, and especially when you have someone who's very capable of using them. And yeah, it's like Bruce Lee was fucking fantastic, virtuoso with that shit. And so, yeah, it, it really sold me. And yeah, seeing uh, this other villain sort of stumble with them and then it, like it's like he totally yeah. takes them and, and uses them against them. Yeah, yeah it totally I, I'm, works. <laughs> I'm not remembering my dad actually made some nunchucks for me, some homemade nunchucks out of like PVC pipe and uh, like a chain and some tape or something like that. Dad is too badass. That's, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's incredible. Yeah. Um, oh, what'd you think of Becky the bully? Um, yeah, she's great. I, I appreciate. <laughs> yeah, I, I like. Okay, so basically we have this character. Um, it's the daughter of the Tai Chi master, and her name is uh, Yona. And so yeah. Yona is, like, doing the cheerleader thing, and then we have, like, a couple of, yeah, the first confrontation at the cheerleading practice where she's like, no, like, she can't represent us or whatever, and the coach is trying to bridge the gap between yeah. Becky and the Yona. The coach is a perfectly reasonable person. Totally being reasonable. And then, yeah, Becky confronts her when she's, like, walking out of school, and she's, like, just, just throwing racist shit at her immediately. Yeah. And then, yeah, then she gets a bunch of dudes to like pin her down and they cut her it's hair. They proceed to cut. It's pretty. Yeah. That scene hard. really got me. That's, it's a, that's a <laughs> yeah. really rough scene. Cause yeah, we're seeing like this, this very nice girl just being, just like totally have her hair just like cut off. And it's like, it's very visceral. It's very, yeah. It's just yeah. seeing her just being like pinned up against the fence. It's just like, yeah, it's, it sucks. It's not fun. And yeah, it, I, I was hoping as this was happening, I was like, is Hitman going to beat up these kids? Because I really yeah. want to see Hitman beat I, up these kids. I was wondering if her Tai Chi practice was going to come into play. Because yeah. like we've seen, we've already established that she's being trained in Tai Chi. Um, or if maybe like after this incident, she would take more of an interest in it or something. Like I was really curious to see like how this plot line would develop. Um, yeah, but... it seems to be as a service to tighten the bond between... I want to make sure I get this actor's name right. Uh, tighten the bond between, um, not Harmon. Uh, Zong. Wang uh, Zong. Yeah, Wang Zong. Yeah, to sort of tighten their relationship as opposed to focus more about yeah. her. Because I, I feel like there that happens with uh, Ip Shing uh, as well, where he is on the fence. He wants to study martial arts, but his dad yeah. wants him to go to school. But, it, yeah, it doesn't really delve too much into that territory after you know we get a little bit of it but yeah i think it happens with the daughter as well it's like yeah she's just she's happy to cheerlead for him at his final fight but yeah. that's kind of the extent of it yeah i really love the character of fiona because it's like I, yeah i love her like showing up to cheer Iman on i like that she's this character who's like raised in the united states she's training to be a cheerleader she's sort of like caught between two worlds of like wanting to be to and engage in like more American quote unquote American activities while also like her father is like pressuring her to, you know, understand Tai Chi and train in Tai Chi. And, um, I don't know. Yeah. It, it like her, her whole, whole character, I feel like it serves to introduce more conflict in a way, but yeah, yeah. she still feels pretty developed and like her own person. Like she's not totally just a narrative device. Um, yeah, I really like her character. I think, I think Yona is a really great uh, addition to this movie. 
Yeah, I agree. And then in uh, on the flip side of that, I do appreciate Becky because that, <laughs> that she connects us to like she basically she's she like tells her mom and then her oh mom boy. gets on the phone just like That's my daughter funny. has been disfigured by the like this girl <laughs> she's like, like calls i wish dad, like, you weren't on this <laughs> yeah, holy shit like that, i wish like, you weren't overseas or something like that let's talk about a karen call like a call the manager moment when she calls her husband it's like so serious and so yeah like i just i appreciate like that that bit of writing where it just it escalates so quickly it's like, <laughs> like, like and they like they call ins on him immediately and i was just like damn like yeah. that just like i sort of i believe that i was like you know what like that is totally within the realm of believability it's like you know it's the 60s you know it's you know what is it what is it called um is it white fright no it's not white fright but you know it's white just like flight? white flight it's just that that paranoia of you know it's just that rate that had a, a paranoia that comes along with racism, and so yeah, it, for her character sort of to escalate that so quickly, it sort of worked for me. Yeah, the Karens. Um, yeah, um, what did you think about the um, scene inside of the Chinese Benevolent Association when he? Like, is this when it man's first encountering going? Yeah, going and they to do them? The, the, basically the, the table lazy, push, the lazy Susan <laughs> like scene slash moment. What do you think about that? Yeah, I thought that was really interesting because it's like, like I said, like the first major action sequence doesn't occur until 30 minutes in, which is after this. And so this felt like an interesting way of like, 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 like this is very reminiscent of It Man 2 when he's facing off against all of the Kung Fu masters. But here it's instead of being very loud with what it's doing, it's reducing the stakes to a table to say something very loud. Um yeah. I don't yeah I don't know it's it's the biggest way it, it is the smallest way to do something big <laughs> just having these two men push yeah. on a table that's until a good way it to shatters it, yeah yeah um yeah and it seems yeah like honorable the way they're kind of not, not honorable but I just like the way that it seems he's like trying to pass him the drink and like passing his things and then it turns into like this confrontation where they're yeah pushing it back and forth and so yeah, I, I I just like that. And then, yeah, it's a nice-looking table. Yeah, they did a good job, a nice green. Oh, that whole building is gorgeous. Yeah. And it's yeah, like, yeah. there's no way anything like this exists in San Francisco because they're not of space. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, definitely. They're just, yeah, it's just so gorgeous and, like, a lot of blues and greens. I really enjoy it. I was going to ask, what did you think about when they actually do fight? Because... Uh, I do enjoy the fight, but I think it ends a little bit abruptly and in a silly With way. With the earthquake. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I really liked... Yeah, the earthquake was strange because I was like, oh, yeah, it's San Francisco. There's earthquakes. <laughs> but I'm I'm curious to know, like, what people who haven't lived in the Bay, like, think of that. Like, if that's kind of, like, a confusing sort of deus ex machina. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Just knowing that they're in San Francisco and having lived in San Francisco, I'm like... Oh yeah, that makes sense. Of course, of course, there would be. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think it's just a funny way of just like, yeah, like we're going to set a movie in San Francisco. There is going to be an earth. Like, I don't know. I, 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 I feel like maybe it's motivate. Like part of the motivation for it is just we don't want to show one of these characters besting the other one. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, that changes the dynamic of the relationship. Like they, they have unfinished business after this. Yeah, and I do appreciate the, the sentiment that goes along when he's just like, it's really not about who's best. It's just about really making, you know, this seem valid in the eyes of, you know, the, these foreigners who we're sort of sharing this space with. And yeah. that's like the big part of this movie is introducing, 
uh, yeah, the, these like marine characters and this Chinese uh, uh, soldier essentially who is who makes an attempt. Yeah, who makes an attempt to to introduce. He wants to introduce Wing Chun to the Marines, and he wants to you know bring in the the wooden man and so that sort of sparks this conflict with our our big guy a big bad yeah and that doesn't happen until 50 minutes into the movie like yeah 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 all of the military stuff which is really surprising because it's very late but it still feels pretty natural like a pretty natural progression i don't know if you felt the same way yeah and i think it also helps that once this also starts happening we get a little bit more like the fighting starts yeah the fighting ramps up bit with this transition as well and yeah i think it basically it starts at like the autumn moon festival is kind of like where it it trickles in basically it's like we get like this Mm -hmm. this happens before that correct um the introduction yeah because first we get introduced to like the military the karate guys kind of rejecting wing chun um racism in the military um yeah like the tai chi master becky and scott atkins are all operating on the idea that national identity needs to be protected from foreigners and so then we're introduced to the uh is it the mid-autumn festival is that what it's called something like that yeah i wrote and yeah the uh tai chi master he's been wanting his daughter yo uh yona to do this tai chi presentation but she just Hitman has given her idea that she's going to do a cheerleading presentation, and which is really interesting. We never really get to see it, <laughs> but it's a really interesting idea. But um, the military karate guys show up to basically shit all over Chinese culture. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think it's the Autumn Moon Festival. That's what it's called. Autumn Moon Festival, okay. Yeah, which is like a fucking gorgeous set piece, which just mm-hmm. yeah, takes place in this like outside courtyard and everything. And, yeah, similar to the, we've had some other uh, demonstrations of Wen Shun and martial arts in these other films, but yeah, this one it feels a little bit different because yeah, it it gets set up and then not the main bad guy, but like one like the mini boss of him shows yeah. up and just start yeah, racist bullshit again. Pulls out like the big stack of bricks and breaks it with with one hand. It's like you guys are cowards because you can't do yeah. this, and it's just being an arrogant asshole and then proceeds to humiliate all of the other masters essentially it, it is once again reminiscent of it man 2 where in it man 2 we also have a demonstration of chinese martial arts that gets disrupted by uh sort of an egotistical um westerner who comes in and says you know my my skills are better than yours and i challenge any one of you um in the previous movie it was twister here it is Un, un, unnamed karate military man. <laughs> yeah, but I'm kind of with you. This time it feels, just I don't know, just the fact that they're sending INS to the one guy's house and they're doing this fight and it, like it's it's in San Francisco, so it's like you know mm-hmm. they're in the foreign territory, even though it's in Chinatown. Still, with the fact that you know there's a line in there where he's like, you know, they don't want Chinatown to exist. It's like you know, just the yeah. fact that we even have this is the reason why we have to be much more aware of the rules and traditions and shit. And so, yeah, I just felt so much more nervous about the confrontation. I just felt like it could have just erupted and, and gone so much more. It awry. feels way more offensive. Yeah. That, like, yeah. because in It Man 2, the Chinese martial artists are putting on a show for these Westerners, basically. Yeah. But here it's like they're putting on a show for each other. Yeah. And this is like, 
yeah, it's a community celebration and it is being invaded. Yeah, it's purely like a celebration of their home culture. There's even yeah. a, a nice moment like later on after um, sort of a, a big conversation happens and they're all like collectively inside of a room and they like look up and there's a sign that just says like all Chinese are family. And mm-hmm. that like, yeah, uh, that shows yeah. up like, a few times. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, yeah, I think, yeah, that thesis is, a, yeah, it's very clear about this is like, yeah, we're putting all of these sort of, even though our styles are different, putting all those differences aside to sort of just deal with the fact that we're in America dealing with this very in your face racism and, yeah, I, I'm with you. It definitely works a lot, and yeah, it makes the, like just kind of heighten, heightens the the tension on these faces uh, a lot. One thing I do love about this scene, aside from you understand, I will go all out, is <laughs> after Ip Man defeats the Karate Man, um, we get you know the Karate Man on the ground like moaning in pain or whatever after he's received you know the lightning fast punches from Ip Man. And then we get a shot of Ip Man. And in the background, there's a banner that just says, Welcome to Chinatown. <laughs> and it's so badass. Sweet. I love it. Yeah. Um, what do you think about how this movie ends? Because I, I'm, I'm specifically referring to It Man's fight with Scott Atkins. Like, how do you feel like that conflict just gets resolved? Uh, I'm into it. Yeah, I like the fight. I think the fight's good. I'm... I think I might be struggling to think of like the minutia towards like the leading up to it. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I think, yeah, sort of, re- sorry, refresh my memory. So basically he like, I'm getting it confused with the fight. <laughs> <It meant too. laughs> no, not it meant to. There's like, cause there's the fight with like the soldier where he basically loses and then there's this like final fight. I might, I think I might be confusing about, like these two, the details on these two. Well, uh, Scott Atkins defeats Juan Zanghua, right? Yeah. And so then, uh, it man comes to basically the Marine base, I guess. <laughs> like he comes to like what I think is a military base. And then he fights Scott Atkins. Yeah. I'm into it, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not answering that as best as I could be. Um, yeah, I like it. I just like the the fact that we know that, yeah, it man sort of been a lot, not very confrontational in this film. Is not There's been a lot of other people fighting. It's all about, you know, Bruce Lee in the first half and, you know, this Tai Chi master sort of in the middle, in the center. And so we have, and then we also know that he's dealing with his cancer and he like Mm -hmm. this is right after he's like reached out and like told his son about it and so i think yeah it does a similar thing where in like in the first movie where like he's like very malnourished or whatever after the japanese have sort of invaded and sent them all to the mines to work here it's like this man he's very far into his life he's lost his wife he's like you know he's, uh, he's having a strained relationship with his son he's in a foreign land he's like you know he's he's dying of cancer but he still has a like is able to to channel that into you know to best this extreme like physical force that is scott atkins and it's just like a crazy like yeah just very physical fighter very imposing um going to the cancer thing i feel like that is something that i find kind of odd about this movie is because so much of this movie is about national identity um and like protecting of the spreading of and the sharing of national identity um 
And so having this cancer plot point, I'm not totally sure how that interacts with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it just kind of, I feel like it kind of muddies what this movie is doing. I mean, it gives us, it gives us a reason for there being a final it man movie, <laughs> which yeah. is sort of like a uh, meta textual, but um, yeah, I'm not totally sure like what role it's serving within the film uh, thematically. Uh, yeah, I see what you're saying with that. Um, yeah. yeah, it seems like this escalated in a nice way if I'm just sort of zooming out thinking. And the first one is like, you know, dealing with just proving the style to other masters in China. And then it's in the second, it's about proving the style, you know, as far as China versus Britain. And, and the third, it's um, it's the true version of the style. You know, so the style has more like other branches of Wing Chun. So I know it's about Mm. what is the pure version of, and here it seems to be like using this uh, martial arts and using the style of fighting and integrating it into something in a way that like another foreign country would defend itself and using, and like sort of sharing these tactics in ways that would, uh, I don't know, theoretically just benefit the this nation in a a military way. So I, 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 I really appreciate just that, concept and that so, idea of just like we're we're allies and we're, we're able to share our ideas and just the way that we physically are you know confronting these you know things like that maybe that, um, okay. no no i think i think i think yeah you're onto it um because yeah now thinking about it more like the movie ends with bruce lee who is a controversial figure in this movie because he's training foreigners the movie ends with him going to it man's funeral and it also ends with this text at the end saying that the military adopted, uh, you know, it started training Marines on Chinese martial arts um, in 2001, like, which is like t- over 20 years later, I think, uh, 20 years after he died. Um, so I guess with It Man's cancer diagnosis and the, the, the fact that we're dealing with his death, what this movie is getting at is like, how does this culture that he's dedicated to this cultural practice that he's dedicated to himself to live on after his, after his death. Um, yeah. And, and just the it, complications that comes with that legacy being passed on like, yeah. just through his, his, like his students back home versus yeah. his like most famous disciple, which is Bruce Lee. And so, yeah. It's able to live on worldwide. It's not just locked into China, um, which I think is, very cool <laughs> now that yeah. i'm thinking about it yeah uh, yeah. yeah and so it's, like, it's about I, legacy basically yeah and i kind of have a soft spot i have some friends and family that were in the marines and so i just appreciate that it was it sort of i think it looks it, it is uh, like a, a very like rough learning experience for you know the bigoted characters in it but it implies that yes like they're like they learned to be more inclusive with their tactics that they used yeah to, to, to kill people that's but, not something i ever <laughs> knew either yeah i mean i hope yeah I hope that's fucking true because that's not that's a pretty i think that's a their tactics and, to kill people <laughs> a nice way to end end yeah. this franchise yeah they learned how to uh, adopt practices from other cultures while they're uh conquering other cultures yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it all worked out yeah um, everyone's a winner yeah um, um any final thoughts on on it man four 
Um, no, but I guess I will say this. I posted this on Instagram, and our friend Gavin over at Is This Still a Good Podcast, he asked, what's my ranking of this? And Ooh, I, okay. I wasn't really thinking about this, but last night I, I made the decision, and I, I posted this on a comment, so it's basically written in stone as far as it's concerned. So I think my order for this franchise is one is still number one, four is number two, uh, then after four, I would rank two and then three. So okay. one, four, two, and then three. What about you? I think I go four, one, two, three. Okay. I, I really like this one. And I don't know. Like it, the first Hitman movie, it feels like it's more like myth building. Like it's building this character, this giant Hitman uh, yeah. who's like a hero to the Chinese people. And this one, it feels more grounded. Like he is a man. Um, he's a man who is trying to get his son into school. <laughs> like yeah. he's a man who's dealing with racism in the United States. And, and it, by ultimately being about this man's legacy, uh, and how like, you know, what he dedicated to lives on beyond him. Uh, it, it elevates him beyond just a man. And, even though, even though we don't see anything depicted in the film of him doing anything like, you know, that is legend necessarily. Like I don't, I, I think the first one feels way more like myth building. Um, For sure. But, but yeah, I remember. Yeah, early on, I, I said, I think after It Man Two, I was like, I just want to see him interacting with his students. I want to see like a more grounded story. And totally. I think that I think this is the one. Um, and I yeah, like I like that it's more drama than it is action and uh the action it's it's what we've liked about it man where it's not so much wire work and stuff it is just him you know blocking uh, <laughs> what do you call it i don't know <laughs> him lightning punching people yeah um, the rapid punch yeah um, i was yeah, i think in in this one it was I, sorry while watching this one on netflix i think this was the first time i saw the actual subtitle for the sound of punching. They said it was hmm. rapid thwacking. Is rapid the word thwacking. Yeah. Yes, yeah. So thwacking is a good word for that. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I like the, the myth building of the first one. I think I'm just a sucker for just the personalities of those characters in that movie. Mm -hmm. And just, and, and yeah. just the 10 man fight. I think, I've watched that clip so many times. I think I've watched yeah. that clip an unhealthy amount of times. I mean, <laughs> just the glimpse of it that we get during the end of this movie when it's sort of like flashbacking to the previous movies. I was yeah. like, that's insane. <laughs> like yeah. just, just like the shot of him, like, I think he's like blocking three guys at once. And it's like, yeah. that's incredible. Yeah. And so I think I'm just a sucker for that. Um, but yeah, I think there's stuff to like about all of these movies. Um, but yeah, I'm really leaning towards, yeah, what you're saying about this one is, yeah, it does a really good job of sort of just grounding things. It's uh, very, the most like human, but also it's simultaneously, it's a good like visual change of scenery. And it's like, it's just, it's very vibrant. It just, I don't know, it feels and looks, it has a whole nother like life to it, just being yeah. in San Francisco. And it's just a lot of fun. And yeah. And he's also, he, go ahead, go ahead. Um, I was going to mention, it was just one silly thing. Um, when he goes to the, to the school and he tries to get his son, he, he brings up, like, he has the letter and he, there's like a little bit of a, a translation, like confusion mm -hmm. when he like, I think he, what he's mentioning, like he got this from, he's like, he says it's from a student, but in, or like, I think the letter is from 
it's like a, the lawyer, right? It's like someone. Well, she says like she asked if it was his lawyer, and he says, "Oh, he was my student." Yeah, yeah. So like, I I found that little beat to be interesting to have like, like it's someone that he holds into prestige, someone that he is like you know values. But, like, she just considers that person a student and then yeah. proceeds to say, like, well, if you just donate $10,000, yeah. your son can get in. And that, and that number, I don't know why I, I latched onto that number, but I was like, how much is that today? And oh, so, yeah, yeah. $10,000 in, $10, in 1967 is $80,000. So $81,000 right. today. So, yeah. yeah, she's just, like, trying to drain my boy. That's <laughs> insane. Like, yeah. Yeah. They should have that, like, parenthetical in, like, a ca- the captions. Yeah. Like, FYI, this is 80K. <laughs> yeah. Um. It's, like, a lot. But, yeah, I, I think what you're saying is right on. Um, yeah, I like just the groundedness of this movie. But, yeah, I'm a sucker for the first one. Yeah. And, yeah, I think two or three are good. But, yeah, I think these ones are one and four are definitely special. So, in regard, so another interesting note kind of like the adk thing <laughs> maybe not um is when becky is complaining to her, her parents about how yona attacked her or whatever she's like her dad is the head of the chinese benevolent association <laughs> and it's like even the my best friends in high school i didn't know what their parents did <laughs> yeah. like how does she know what yona's father does um, yeah, I I can explain that. That's the ha- happens when you hate someone so much you just know all of the things about them. They didn't have Facebook back then. <laughs> She's not like doing her research. No, it's that like, <laughs> I I need to know. It's like that that the racism is so deep. <laughs> She's yeah. so close. She's at her house. Her phone house. Book. She's yeah. looking inside her window at night, yeah. and just taking notes. Mm. Shout out to Becky. You're the best part Shout of this out movie. To Becky. <laughs> by, by, a, <laughs> by, a, by a country mile. So yeah, I think does that wrap it up for It Man Four? I think that wraps things up for It Man Four. Okay. What have you been watching lately? Um, be it to it. <laughs> Sweet. So yeah, I, I guess I gotta give a shout out. I watched Space Jam Two. I watched okay. the, the new Legacy this weekend, and I'm mm. not gonna die on this hill by any means, but I, I think it's not as bad as <laughs> okay. people are saying. I I enjoy the Looney Tune aspects of this movie. People are like really really not a fan of like it's just warner brothers just doing an ip dump Mm -hmm. on the screen which i understand i understand basketball players are not actors i understand this i (laughs) i understand these things with that said i i had fun you know seeing there's the montage of just them collect like basically gathering all of the looney tunes that happens like 20 30 minutes into the movie is just a lot of fun it's just a, a really good visual mashup of just yeah, just those properties plus, you know, just Looney Tunes gags, which I think I'm a sucker. Like, I'll always be down for just you know, a really, you know, simple Looney Tunes stuff. Uh, I, maybe you might feel differently, but I, I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of into it. No. I mean, do you think it's better or worse than the first one? I think it's about the same. And I would say okay. this, like, there's a lot of articles going around about, like, The oh, first one uh, wasn't good. I mean, it's 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 fine. I think it's okay. I don't like, I don't think it's I am. This is coming like I say. One of my earliest first memories of my life is coming out of the theater for really? that movie. But, but even so, but even so, like I can say, like yes, like Michael Jordan is not a great actor. No, yeah. like this movie, this movie is like it's barely skirting by on gags and Bill Murray. Like it's it's just it's yeah. just barely. Bill, making I feel like by. Bill Murray is the high point of that movie. It does yeah. does this new one have a Bill Murray analog? <laughs> no, but what 
is curious to me. I just thought, okay, so this whole thing about Looney Tunes back in action, have you seen this movie? Is that the Brendan Fraser one? Yeah, it's the Brendan Fraser I one from like 2003 or four. Yeah, Joe Dante so, directed that. Yeah, and it's a funny, clever movie. This, like, I think, this, I think that about Space Jam One and Space Jam Two. I think these are all like not groundbreaking movies. They're, at the most, they're gonna make me go, "Oh, ha, that's that's kind of clever. That's kind of funny." That's like as far as my reaction is gonna go for all three of these movies. I just, I don't like. I don't, I'm kind of frustrated that people are just being exhaustively just shitting on Space yeah. Jam 1 and but 2. You knew what this was. <laughs> yeah, and, but don't tell me that Looney Tunes back in action is like a, a movie that should be lauded and like, like you know, like there's just, there's articles like floating around like Collider and stuff about like this movie should be held in higher regards. I'm like, back like, in action? Eh. Yeah, like, It's eh. because like, it's Joe Dante. Like yeah. people are like, we want to reassess it because Joe Dante directed it. And I heard a rumor that like, Part of the reason he signed on to do that is because I want to say he was like pissed off with the way someone else did a different um, live action animation combo movie. Been, he or... might have had like beef against Space Jam, honestly. Like I think Joe Dante is a big Looney Tunes fan and then, yeah, signed on to it. But then, yeah, the studio aspect of making that movie really fucking turned him off from that. But I'm I'm just saying, all three of these movies they're they're fine. They're okay movies. Like if you want to watch like a film, put on Moonlight. You know, like put on like you know, like I don't know, like put on something like like A24. But like if you're looking yeah. to Space Jam to be like, oh, this is like you know, this is so commercial and stupid. I'm like, yeah, like that's like that's kind of what Looney Tunes is. It's kind of it's all kind of like that. And I don't know. I I'm not gonna die on the hill by any means. But I just think. People should sort of just ease up a little bit on it. It's you know, it's just a silly cartoon movie. Um, so yeah, I was very passionate about that because there's a lot of hate floating around the internet on that on the weekend on this weekend. So yeah, I watched that, and also I think I, I have to mention this: um, the Jackass Forever trailer came out mm-hmm. today, and I'm a huge that. yeah, I'm a huge Jackass fan, and I've, I uh, man, seeing two, seeing Jackass. Um, number two in theaters was like a like experience I'll never forget because that was like everyone from like my high school basically just like went to that theater <laughs> like the screening I saw yeah. was like mid like middle of the day like 3 p.m. so it was fine but like I heard stories about people getting into fights in the jackass screening like at the 9 p.m. or 10 p.m. showing just because shit just got so rowdy but I, I always enjoy seeing these movies in theaters they're like they're one of a kind. The first movie, I that was like the first time I ever tried asking a girl on a date. <laughs> I asked her if she okay. wanted to go. I asked her if she <laughs> wanted to go see Jackass with me, and she Gentle. said no. <laughs> uh, and I think you know I was probably better off for having her have said no. She yeah, was probably. Like, mm, yeah, I don't want to date a girl who doesn't want to check out Jackass the movie. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, and um. <laughs> they're just they're so like as far as just like theater movies like. It's hard to, like, comedies are always great when it's, like, a packed theater, but something like this, I don't know, it's just a different level. It is more than that. Yeah. Yeah, it's just more physical, more gruesome. It's just, yeah, Yeah. the fact that it's, like, rated R, it's just, like, I don't know, more, you know, the theater's more filled with people like me. Yeah, just remember that (laughs) fucking paper cut scene in the first movie. Yeah, paper cut. Like, seeing that in a theater, it's, like, people are squirming in their seats and stuff, and it's, uh... 
It's a full body experience, the jackass. Yeah, I, I showed the second one to my mom on DVD, and she was oh boy. absolutely fine with the movie up until the poop on the miniature toilet. Like, that's when she tapped out. And so, yeah, that's a, a, another memory I'll never forget. Yeah, so I, I'm so looking forward to seeing that in theaters. I think it was like me and my buddies saw the first, it, like, either the first one or second one, we saw it in theaters with our friend's dad who like drove us to the theater. And so it was like, we all sat together and our friend's dad sat by himself in the back. And so every time some crazy shit happened on screen, we were like, Zach's dad is back there by himself (laughs) watching. That's so good. Did you see the third one in theaters? I didn't. I wish I did. Cause I knew it was 3d. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. And I was like, if anyone is going to like do some subversive 3d shit, it's going to be these guys. Yeah, like there's a lot of 3D movies from that era that I was I was gonna like defend, but as far as like ones that I remember the most, yeah, seeing Jackass 3D was great because yeah, it's just it, the experience itself is just absolutely insane, and they did a really good job of like how they frame things. They're, yeah, uh, it's like the iconic um, speaker thing of like the like the guy. It's like a commercial from like the 90s of like a guy on the couch oh. turning on a speaker yeah and it's yeah, like it's like it's blowing like, him away yeah so like they redo that but just like a plane like like the engine of a plane blowing yeah. ryan Dunn away. and so yeah just the scale of that movie just worked really well and just yeah they yeah they yeah, it looked great in like 3d so john waters needs to make a 3d movie or something i, I agree yeah <laughs> that'd be really good yeah. yeah i'm 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 as a medium i'm fine with it yeah just yeah it, it was all it's Marvel just, and superhero stuff, so yeah, know, I think. And the problem with 3D is like a lot of action movies use it, and when you're cutting, like okay, just with 2D, when you're cutting, our eye has to track the difference of composition every time you cut. And yeah. with 3D, now are we not only tracking the difference in composition, but we're also tracking. We also have to adjust to a difference in depth, and Good so point, yeah. fast cutting in action movies which a lot of these 3d movies are fucking action movies it's nauseating and it's like disorienting because your eye has you have to do so much work um give us some long takes yeah and it's also darker just like yeah they're always just so dark and so yeah sorry what have you been watching this week um i finished loki did you watch loki oh no i haven't seen any of it you haven't watched any of it no i think I think it is my favorite of the Marvel TV stuff. Um, okay. It, I think it only had I, it only had one episode that I would consider bad because it just like and that bad episode it was just too fast paced, too much stuff happened. Felt like it should have been two episodes. Um, but yeah, I like this. I like this show. I like uh, Tom Hiddleston's performance. I like uh, Owen Wilson. There's some new cast members that get introduced. Introduced. I'm gonna try not to say really anything because <laughs> you haven't seen it. But um, everyone in the cast does a great job. I like the the design. It's got this sort of like 70s aesthetic. People are drinking Josta, which is a soda that I used to drink as a child that is no longer made. So it's it's very out of time as it should be on the Josta. show. Josta. You never drank Josta? It had Guarana in it. That was its big uh, selling uh, point. Yeah, which yeah. is uh, I think in Red Bull now or some shit. But um, yeah, it's a good show. And uh, I was really unsure of how how it was going to feel about the way the show ended because it was spoiled for me. And I thought, Oh, you know, there's no way they're going to pull that off in a way that's satisfactory. And by the time I did watch the finale, I 
I was pretty on board with how it ended. Um, it actually, there's there's one moment in the finale towards the end that kind of disturbed me, and I think it's a fantastic reveal. Um, okay. And yeah, I I'm really looking forward to where these movies go next and where. Uh, I, I kind of don't want to say anything more <laughs> because I don't want to spoil anything. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna re-sign up for it um so our viewers probably know i'm moving to south korea in Mm -hmm. a week and so i'm definitely going to need as many recommendations for things as possible because yeah like i have a a 12-hour plane ride in in my future Mm -hmm. and yeah like i'm i'm burning through sopranos extremely fast and so yeah i feel like i'm going to yeah loki i've heard some things about loki i was spoiled about a cameo at the end and so i know an actor I like a lot shows yeah. up. And so I, and I'm looking forward to that. That actor goes big. Uh, I was saying it feels like a Tom Hardy performance, like how big this actor goes. Oh, um, shit. Okay. okay. And what's really like fun that. about it is we're, we're, we're very likely going to see this actor again and <laughs> they might not give the same performance. And okay. in fact, they might give a variety of performances. <laughs> uh, and that'll be really fun if they do, because We've already seen that they, uh, you know, they're not willing to back away from going big and going exaggerated and going. Uh, it, it'll be fun to see them go in wild different directions if we, if we get to do that. If they choose. Yeah, yeah. I was just having flashbacks to Lovecraft Country. It's like today. <laughs> I was just like that show was the most batshit. Thing. Like it was. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about a, a psyop. Like, it should have been a happen? couple seasons. They <laughs> yeah. needed to let that show breathe. Yeah. yeah, it's like one second we're dealing with Tulsa Race Massacre, and next thing we're dealing with ancient demons in Korea. <laughs> it's just like yeah. it's, that was cool. Yeah. All right. All right. I think I might wrap it up for 47. So the next thing that we're watching, not really sure yet, because we're going to be taking a little maybe hiatus. a little, little yeah. hiatus, a little break just for, you know, life adjustment things. I'm moving, and so going to find a way to do this to keep this going while I'm 13 14 hours ahead so keep your eyes and ears peeled for some more news about that so we will be returning in the future just not sure when mm-hmm. but until then we have 47 fantastic episodes on all <laughs> yeah. the streaming uh, services available and go back and comb through and listen to us again and again yeah. but until then you can contact us, vaguezonepod at gmail.com. If you have questions, comments, or concerns, if you want to recommend me things to watch, let me know, please. I will watch them. I'm going to be out in South Korea. <laughs> I'm going to need stuff to watch. Please, I beg you. I'm going to need I'm, – I'm already almost <laughs> done with season three of Sopranos. I'm like, I didn't think it happened this fast, so please send me stuff. Uh, if you want to tweet at us, tweet at us on Twitter, at vaguezone. If you're watching stuff, live streaming, new stuff, new movies, anything, trailers, join us in the conversation on Twitter. We're always down to – communicate with you on there in 140 characters or less um i'm thomas and i'm daniel and thank you for listening and we will catch you on the next one all right good night tim